How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? I'm not going to lie to you, face value. It's going amazing. Nice. It's yeah. good to hear. It's been a uh, pretty kick-ass Thursday. I have a very... I'm going to follow up on that. Very arbitrary question. Yeah. Do you see audio bars at all for our recording? Because I do not. Yeah. And it scares me. You see him? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, why is why is your Thursday so uh, kick arse? Because I get to record with you. Oh, Aww. dang. Nice. You can hear the audience all. <laughs> oh, yeah. The we'll, live we'll, stage we'll, audience. We'll, we'll put it in in post. <laughs> Just, everyone reacting to a baby at the same time. <laughs> um, no, that's fair. I also appreciate um, the time for this. I've had a fairly busy day but i was like you know what despite all of it we'll still record the podcast <laughs> and there's no record no, the podcast out of spite you're right <laughs> yes and there's no sh- truer sign of affection i think um I'll, I'll say it i don't record a podcast with most people so you know take that as you will who are you cheating um, me with <laughs> tell me give me names <laughs> it was um, funny um over the past week or so it was just I think some like late evenings hanging out with some people playing games online, drinking a little bit, what have you. And I was like, Hey, have you guys ever seen the podcast videos? And they went podcast videos. And I'm like, Oh, uh-huh. that's my end to, you know, force something awkward upon somebody for a couple of minutes. And it was, I cringe watching them because other people are seeing it for like, they're not seeing it from like my creative vision at the time where I thought like this would be a funny little bit. They're seeing it as I like, oh, he spent time to do this. And as right. it's unfolding, mm-hmm. I'm like, I regret showing this to people. But at the same time, <laughs> I still have a weird affection for them. No, I mean, that that's fair. I, everybody's allowed to like have kids that are objectively not that good. You, you can know, have some shit kids. Compared to the average, right? <laughs> but you still you still care about them. And that can be your podcast videos <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm actually kind of proud of them too for the the contribution i had to them at least um and also our joint contribution to them um we could still do them by the end of the year that is true i mean it's two weeks it's not gonna happen but no, no i would like could. to have another one at a point it is it is possible um yeah, I think that's that's kind of the uh, the classic scenario. I don't know. I hope most people learn this lesson. I know I did at some point, but in the olden days, like of AIM or Missing Messenger or whatever, people would send YouTube videos back and forth, music back and forth, all of this. There came a time when that no longer really worked, right? Where you were like, I'm going to send a person this video that I think is funny or this music that I think is really good. And actually, no, not specifically send. Display it to them in real time while they're just staring over your shoulder on your phone or on your computer or something. And it becomes such a risky proposition, right? Because it's just like, I think this is hilarious. And then they don't laugh. Or like, I really like this music. And they start to kind of like tune out. And you realize you put all of your chips on the table by showing them this Um, yeah this is why i don't do youtube parties anymore mm -hmm. but that used to be like a major staple of let's say up through college days because like a lot of people would hang out get together you drink play some games hang around somebody like oh it'll be funny we should watch this youtube video that i really like Uh and usually the first one's like okay you're passable the next person's like oh oh, oh, you got you're gonna love this you got to see this one uh 10 of them are gonna match your sense of humor um, especially when you have more of like a larger crowd, more of a mixed group. Because I would say even with any of like closer individual people who I have relationships with, mm-hmm. it's it's still a stretch for me to like show them YouTube stuff unless I'm like, this is up your alley. Oh, yeah. There was like a time like to like short stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can do like a snippet, but it's usually I know this is in their, their taste profile. Exactly. Yeah. But I loved the one time I was down in Baltimore hanging out with Mike and I showed him zero Lenny. Mm-hmm. And it was like even just like older videos, but like he was having a time when I was like, oh, fuck yeah. So like oh, we yeah. watched like a good bit of them and it was nice to enjoy that together. 
that's the thing you put your your chips on the table so mm-hmm. that you can you can have that shared experience it's true sometimes it pays off um sometimes you you touch down i think is the to complete the expression um for me it's the uh the taste closed parody videos which oh, yeah. i know you saw at one point but there's like three at one of them. point he says uh-huh and oh no several points and there was a time when people came over and i was like just subjecting them to these three parody videos but i still resolve that they're so good it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and yeah. there's some stuff out there where it's so good it's like yeah absolutely i'm just going to show you this youtube video you'll enjoy it at least by the end or um, you'll at least understand who i am as a person by the end of it yeah which is why it's always good will. to get the red flags out <laughs> on the table <laughs> Day one. So this is Dragon Ball's PP. I need to know where I'm coming from. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I don't do it as much anymore. You're right, though. You can you can share stuff for peop- things that people are still interested in. Um, and that's pretty safe. Smash videos, pretty safe. Steamed hams videos for me, pretty oh safe. God. <laughs> I'll be honest. I I've been recommended some stuff from the game overkill on youtube mm-hmm. and i haven't looked up anything i haven't played the game but i know yeah. you have and i know i could probably safely link you half of those and you'd appreciate yeah. them mm-hmm. but i don't know what the fuck i'm sending so i haven't <laughs> is it a good That's meme fair. is it a shit meme i don't know i don't have the context uh-huh it probably is i haven't engaged much with a meme community for that game but it is it is quite fun um though i can't remember the developer which is gonna I could look it up right. I'm gonna look it up right now. I I, I owe them that much. I hope yeah. I hope it's Overkill. Overkill <laughs> it's just called Overkill. Uh, Ultra Kill is made by New Blood Interactive. They've made a bunch of uh, boomer shooters, um, and a lot of them they're reviewed really well. They're on Steam. Hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, good game. Recommend it. Um, actually, as an aside, I'm going to talk about overkill for overkill for one second. Uh, is it overkill it, or ultra kill? Sorry, it is ultra kill. Actually, yeah, you're right. I think you corrected me, and then you went back to what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, but yeah, ultra kill. Uh, it has settings to like reduce the graphical fidelity to like a Nokia Engage resolution and probably bitrate and color palette honestly it's Jesus. like legitimately so like i could be playing at uh, 1440p and it's not like the game looks good necessarily it's very much this old kind of doom style um but you can reduce that down to like a freaking postage stamp that blows up to your entire screen and like the fov slider is just like nothing you can't <laughs> see anything to like 360 degrees (laughs) you see behind yourself you basically see behind yourself it's actually insane um and i i don't know you can you can look up clips of it it's it's really crazy i'm always happy that these things exist for somebody Uh uh-huh but for me i'm like i I just need it to work (laughs) Mm -hmm. i never go into anything too too cool and crazy i don't think i'm adventurous enough for that yeah, I mean, the other part of it is it, if it's visual settings, like this game's very fast, like, you know, faster than Doom 2016, kind of more traditional quake speeds and maybe like faster than that. It has sliding and all this stuff. Do you want to go super fast, have jumps, have mobility and like throw up constantly because of like how you've messed with your screen? I thought we we're talking you about Ultra Fuel, not Sonic Frontiers. Oof. Yeah, that was the end, end of the thought for Ultra Kill, though. That's a good game. <laughs> I recommend it. Uh, what do you want to talk about, though? This is gaming in December, I think. So there had to had to have been something. I mean, I definitely want to get in my one Elden, Elden Ring mention. Sure. They added arena support. Hmm. So actual multiplayer arenas versus just trying to do random invasions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or doing, you know, your standalone entirely player organized unscheduled fight clubs so it's cool that there's actual support for it what's kind of funny there though is like i mean a lot of the dark souls games have had some sort of arena 
and the those like fight club areas so i think it's rea lucaria in elden ring that's one of the spots in front of the entrance to the school mm-hmm. and um dark souls 3 it was across Pontiff. the bridge yeah right past was, uh, was a big one yeah that first bonfire in that area um i can't remember the name of that location which is going to kill me but that's fine moon city <laughs> um and uh yeah i mean there's there's been one in every game so a lot of those games still had like a pvp mode but like the constant invasions and just bowing and fighting each other areas still existed dark souls one was the dlc it was the um the descent into the uh into the darkness where you meet the first um dark creatures and stuff Mm -hmm. i think after i believe it was after night artorius but i'm not 100 sure on that one i think it was but yeah it's again cool that they have it but also like traditionally dark souls pvp stuff is my guy versus your guy and then you fight Uh but now they actually have team battles um, they oh. have like, oh, you can you have to get a certain number of kills and whoever has the most kills wins. And you can also, I mean, obviously for Elden Ring, you have a lot more options for fighting styles. Uh, whether you're doing Mage Blade, full on magic, faith, strength, other bullshit, anything that you've cooked up, you can bring into it. Bring right. with other people. And then also, I don't know if you can do it with multiple people or just 1v1, but you can also have summons in there. Oh yeah, so that's that's a lot of chaos. It is, which is why I'm not. I haven't double checked if it's actually multiplayer and summons because that would be kind of nutty. Uh huh. They need a summons only mode. They need um, the same thing Pokemon we did with now. a convergence mod, <laughs> or I did for convergence Dark Souls three Pokemon trainer. Let's freaking go! Can my summon beat your boss? <laughs> I'm just gonna cast heal repeatedly. <laughs> All these new YouTube channels are popping up. Who would win? Skull or a uh, little pot guy or Black Knife Assassin? Uh-huh. I mean, what was their name? It's not Teef. It's something like that, though. It was the Black Knight Assassin. Ridiculously strong. S-tier, like, right off the jump. Such a good, such a good summon. Um, I love the also, idea of people just doing mimic tears. It's like, this is my build. Versus oh, your no. build, we're all watching it happen in real time. <laughs> the, the Pokemon, it's just Ditto. It's just, yeah, so Ditto immediately assumes the form of their trainer and jumps in. The only point of the original player is to do the emotes for etiquette. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's but from videos step. I've been seeing, a lot of people say like, oh, etiquette doesn't exist as much anymore. Really? Like people are just going in. There's no bowing, no saluting. Jeez. Chivalry which, is which is dead. sad. Yeah. Nobody yeah, even know. salutes the sun to a lady anymore at dinner. Oof. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, I did want to circle back because this is a Dark Souls themed thing and we can't afford to be wrong. Okay. Um, if you guys know the name of the snow city in Dark Souls 3, you can say it with me. Irithil of the Boreal Valley. There you go. That's it. Correction you made. Edit. Put, put me <laughs> saying that in there, please. <laughs> no. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> just take, take my own voice and then just like delay it a little bit add some reverb and echo it <laughs> pitch shift it <laughs> um yeah, just sound like a child by the end of it uh yeah i mean i'm not i'm probably not gonna do the arena thing i'll be honest uh, i've never really actually been huge into pvp in souls games which is just the weakest thing to say right you're just saying like oof this game known for all its PVP and difficulty and invasions and all that crap. But nah, <laughs> it's, it's not really been my specialty or something I'm even passively good at. Occasionally someone would screw up and make a mistake and I killed them. But I think I tried invading once or twice. I know I set up one time with you where it was like 15 minutes of like, Jake, I want to try this build on you. And we would just fight mm-hmm. right outside uh, the castle. Oh yeah, it got a lot. Um, it got a lot easier as the games went on, and they allowed you to kind of like opt into uh, 
wider ranges of level differences for PvP and stuff like that. And DS Fix existed since DS1, but it still had the level limitation and stuff like that. But we I never did a call have... run for Elden Ring either. We should. Because yeah. I like the yeah. idea of literally having like a RPG party mm-hmm. where everybody sp- sticks to a very specific role. Like, I'm the guy who's naked and has a giant hammer. I'm the person <laughs> who does magic. I'm the, the classic role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> naked hammer guy. Yeah. yeah classic yeah. D&D trope. <laughs> you got your damage, your support, and your naked hammer guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure the mod's a lot more stable now, too. The multiplayer anywhere, I think, is what it was called. Or co-op anywhere, I believe it was what it was called for Elden Ring. Oh, so you don't get de-summoned for every interaction? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would be down to try it. Mm-hmm. I'm also definitely, like, when the DLC eventually gets announced and dropped at some point within True. the next two years, I'm definitely going to be going back to it. Right. I always have the inkling of, like, I could maybe start an Elden Ring run, but then I'm going to get four hours in and then go to the same lane I always go into. Uh-huh. Stealth Archer. It's right there. <laughs> Every time. That's not probably not the meta the <laughs> Elden Ring build. Um I think I watched like an hour long video of somebody doing a bow only build. Uh, and the fact that it was an hour long means that they edited a fuck ton of footage out. Yeah. But they you know, hats off to them. They did beat the first boss, so <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, the uh, of the souls, I so by the way, I also this is a, a large aside. We're putting a lot under the umbrella of Elden Ring right now. But I saw you launch Dark Souls two. I, I assume going to come up. This is the dare. I didn't even. So this was the long play. I didn't even reference it. Yep. That night for probably the week or two that's passed since then. But I was like. So one day episodes out, I'm gonna yep. come come back for Dave. So what I, I was knew, that? I knew I was seen. Mm-hmm. So every time I try and go back to play Dark Souls One because it's the remastered edition, there's some type of screen resolution issue mm-hmm. where it is so beyond fucked. And I've tried multiple times across several hours to unfuck it, and I've, I've been unsuccessful. So it's hard mm-hmm. for me to go back and play Dark Souls One. It's also clunky as fuck. Yeah, Love it's the true. game classic clunky as fuck um and i feel like i've done dark souls 3 enough but dark souls 2 as much as i'll talk shit on it from day daybreak till day end mm-hmm. uh, i was like let me just get dark souls something let me put two on the board i'm gonna mm-hmm. go back and i'll try some things or I'll watch like a zero lenny video that'll maybe be like okay dark souls 2 it's not like he's promoting it by any means but i'm like i want to go back to some of these other areas and just re-explore my hatred um, okay <laughs> full appreciation not to say like oh yeah i hated that it's like whatever happened to it? it's like no i want to know my exact reasons why uh-huh so i was just going back and dicking around with that honestly yeah under chariot is 50 percent of the reason you I, hate dark souls too i did not <laughs> finish cops um uh-huh. like i got there i actually did the skeleton lords in one one pass yeah. and i was just doing i think an intelligence build it was hmm. a lot of rolling and casting yeah and by rolling i mean counting mississippi to seven because adaptability <laughs> is a fucker but it's just nice to yeah. go back to some of the souls games and be like hey with my knowledge and experience and gameplay expertise is it easier to go back and it is mm-hmm. you definitely remember some things um but dear god I still do not like that game. Yeah, it's we we talked about it at, at length, I think, at this point. But adaptability, I so I'm a I'm a Dark Souls 2 apologist for those that have never listened to another episode of our podcast. Um but adaptability is still the the number one thing like I wish just was different into. Um we haven't even described it, which is the worst thing you could possibly do in a podcast. It's a stat that literally makes your rolls work like you would expect them to, given any other game in the series. You have so more the more I points frames. you have in adaptability, the more iframes you have. Yeah. Whereas in other games, it's fixed. Yes. And then again, not to go into the fucking whole deep end, but the reason that that's a problem is the whole game is designed around it's assuming you're putting points into it. So later game bosses, you need more adaptability for iframes. But if you haven't invested in it, 
you're kind of just fucking yourself over. But it's not like the game would tell you that. Mm -hmm. Um, The bigger problem, I feel like, is like because you can still beat those late game bosses without adaptability but you need to know exactly what their attack frames are and you're not going to do that like when you go into the game this is someone who's analyzed animations active frames and things like that online not for the average person that played the game the average person that played the game is going to have a much much smoother time if they level adaptability but leveling adaptability feels bad because that is a stat that could have been something else that's fun or makes you do more damage or gives you more health or stamina or whatever the crap makes you more like Havel that you have not put to one of those fun things. Instead, you put it on this useless stat that maybe sort of kind of does something unless you check the wiki and you're like, legitimately, this just makes it like 100% easier to dodge an attack. Yeah. It's it's some nonsense. Hmm. Otherwise, Dark Souls 2, perfect game. No problems. Um <laughs> it's the best it's the best of the series to play a hex build for sure for sure um f- like ridiculously good to play a hexer in dark souls 2 oh my gosh i realize that i've known jake for so long like i'm not married myself jake is so he probably knows this if you ever have like arguments with jenny like you, there's like maybe a point where like i don't need to push this further i'm just gonna let it let the argument die down uh-huh. And that's where that's I feel I'm not with you. <laughs> uh-huh. about I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him this one, so Just that we can go smolder. to sleep happy. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Now there, there are a lot of problems with it, and Elden Ring is still, since it's been the game that came out, it's still the one I would recommend, even with Sekiro, which I think is, it's up there. It's freaking I up there. Also, did play that again recently. Did you beat it? Did you go through it? Or just I'm not, not a, a full shot. thing. I was just on the other Discord with some people, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get one of the British boys to play Elden Ring, but he's not. But I now I have the itch, so I was like, well, "Fuck you! I'm gonna load up Sekiro and start playing through that." Uh-huh. And then somebody else, yes, somebody uh-huh. else on the Discord also was familiar with the game, so they were able to like egg me on and like, "Yeah, go kill that guy," and like mm-hmm. they knew what I was doing, so that it, it was nice. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, all of this is a long form way of saying that I'm probably not going to try the arena, but I will try the P or not the PVP, the, uh, the DLC when it comes out, if I don't play the game more before then DLC would be a perfect reason to jump back into it. Yeah. And before they make Elden Ring too. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but I mean, legitimately they're probably going to have at least one to two DLCs, which they did not announce at the game award as of yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they've been doing that for a while, and if it has this much success, it was voted game of the year. Mm-hmm. I expect they will continue in that direction, whether it's directly as a part of this franchise or a bit of a branch off. I just had a funny thought. What if you had a game that was in running for game of the year, mm-hmm. and you were at the game awards, and you're like, "We'll announce the DLC if we win." what would that that's it would be so underhanded and like evil and maybe it gets you disinvited or something like that but how else like that would how do you encourage your fan base to come out and just mash that like button on your game twitter ask them on twitter (laughs) i mean you ask them on twitter but you're giving people something in this case right you're like hey you give like freaking uh, like Elden Ring game of the year, then fine, whatever. But you're going to have to wait until we have a lot more information on this DLC or we announce it. But if you want that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 DLC, like the information directly in your hands tonight, the early sneak peek, make us the game of the year instead. So I think that would, that would, that would work for only one publisher and one, and one game. Yeah. If it was Team Cherry and Silk Song, they <laughs> yeah. could have swept the game awards by being like, listen, we will bribe you. <laughs> and uh-huh. people are like, yeah, we're fine with that, please. <laughs> that would that would probably work. It would be funny if they announced the DLC though. They don't actually announce Silk Song. It's a DLC for Silk Song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Or they just mentioned it's also gonna be on, you know, um iPad. And they're like, cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of games that 
have come out though. Mm -hmm. Callisto Protocol, I know we talked about as a, hey, let's keep an eye on that because we like Dead Space. Uh And this is made by the same people, or at least the same uh, creative director. And everything I've seen review-wise has not been great. No. Like YouTubers that I trust their opinion on and they have like deep dives on stuff. Didn't, I don't want to say like they railed into it like they were shitting on it, but mm-hmm. they were very analytical and it, it just seemed to be not that fun or engaging. Like it yeah. looks very pretty, um, but it doesn't seem to have the same heart and direction from what I'm picking up. Yeah, that's that's the same impression I was getting. And there's also there's some gameplay concerns i saw I, I i saw some coverage of it duck um, weave dive and dodge yes yeah so you mentioned the score um users give it 5.0 on metacritic that doesn't mean anything just disregard that information as soon as it was said but uh it has 72 which is very very low by comparison stalker which is my go-to game for that is a bad game that got re- reasonable scores for where it was but i also think it's kind of a great game Side tangent, not going to go on it. Um, that got 82. This game got 10 points lower than Stalker. And you could just God like throw out damn. a game that you think is like bad. And it probably actually did better than this one in the critical reviews. Um, given the hype for it and the lead up for it and how visually good it is. It is fucking Josh um, Dumal. It looks so good. Um, you have to really ask what went wrong and at least one of the things that went wrong is i have no idea why they made the combat system the way it is no it looks dumb like i don't understand why so from what i've seen like you do have a gun and you Mm -hmm. have like a a big wrench Mm -hmm. you know your classics and but it seems like everything is based off of you specifically dodging an attack but here's the crazy thing right dodging an attack from i was watching sphere hunter's video susie she does lots lots of great stuff check her out Mm -hmm. um she was just holding i wish she's so cool (laughs) (laughs) she was just holding the left analog stick in either direction Mm -hmm. and it would auto dodge yep so you just have to be holding it it doesn't matter which way they're attacking if you're holding Mm -hmm. it left or right so that's a big thing where it's like it feels disjointed from the actual gameplay Mm -hmm. whereas like why would you have it tied to the analog if it doesn't fucking matter about the direction because that's what analog stick is for yep. directional input otherwise you just have buttons <laughs> like, so yeah it's that feels weird and then you have the if you dodge correctly or if you parry an attack the right time you get to do like an an aim down sights to like a weak spot with your gun yeah a reprisal attack yeah a counter attack kind of and it's like what mm-hmm. <sighs> There's kind of, um, uh, I don't know if people have played Grand Theft Auto uh, 4 specifically, I think, had this, but it had unique animations. If you, like, um, shot someone with a gun at point... No, no, I'm not thinking of Grand Theft Auto. Red Dead Redemption has specific animations if you shoot someone with a gun at point blank, where you're just, like, whip it up under their chin or something and pull the trigger or something. Okay. like It looks visceral and crazy and, and great. That's an example of, like... I say great, but, you know, if you're not into violence, I guess maybe not so much. But if you're into violence, it's great. Um, But, like, that's a great example of it. It's non-obtrusive, doesn't impact the gameplay at all. The alternative was you just shot them and you wouldn't have missed anyways at this range, right? But you gave them a special animation where it's, like, double barrel right in the chest or whatever. um, And they're gone. Uh, This game is, like, make it a mechanic sabotage the pacing of your boss fights because if it's a one-on-one you actually can't die as long as you hold the dodge button doesn't matter if you're against a wall or something the game will give you the benefit of the doubt and you'll dodge the attack anyways for ads or for bosses for literally bosses also yeah get the fuck out yeah ads are actually more dangerous because if you're attacked by multiple opponents then they can overwhelm you because you'll be stuck in this dodging animation. <laughs> so two guys in a hallway, more dangerous than like any single boss in the game if you have the ability to kind of like fight it in melee. Um, at least from my reading of it or, or, or my um, the, the reviews I saw of it. But it's just such a bad idea. 
you know, like you, you can see where it came from dead space and Isaac's ability to like stomp something on the ground. Um, and they were trying to like expand on it, but they made it such a core feature that it undermines literal gunplay. Yeah. Um, one of the things that dumb. was, I mean, I'll always sing dead spaces praises and I am looking forward to probably picking up the, the remaster at a point. Because mm-hmm. again, I just wanted a Callisto Protocol to be pretty Dead Space. Because yeah. Dead Space, fun game, good story, yada yada. But yeah. <laughs> going back, like it's it's dated, right? Uh huh. But one of the big strengths of it was you were not meant to be like a rough and tumble guy. You're a guy who had like engineering equipment, and you're slow. So like you have that tension of running away from something and trying to line up a shot to shoot off limbs. Mm-hmm. And so you have limited resources. Uh, you're panicking. And you're trying to like stomp something to make sure it's dead, and you stomp everybody in the hallway because uh-huh. you don't want to get overwhelmed. Like it had a a nice isolationist pace to it, mm-hmm. whereas this feels a lot more AAA, and it kind of missed the the point. Yeah, I will say as a disclaimer, I have not played Callisto Protocol. Mm-hmm. Jake has not played Callisto Protocol. We're basing this off of what we've seen of footage and reviews. Yeah. What everyone else is saying. We're basing this off the consent. We're basing this as off of objective truth is what we're trying to say here. (laughs) (laughs) But like Um, if somebody's literally showing like, hey, you can just hold this thing and dodge everything. That is the information. We don't need to Mm -hmm. literally play the game for that to be true. We're just reporting that back. Yeah, it it, it looks incredibly rough and just just like your impressions. It makes me sad, too, because I do enjoy dead space i i digress on one point you said because you said it has a good story and i think maybe dead space one had a good story but let me tell you oh yeah it goes off the rails (laughs) by dead space three um actually literally goes back on the rails because i think one of the entries was on the wii and it was literally a rail shooter but outside of that one joke i just made i forgot Um, about rail shooters yeah (laughs) because why would you remember them? <laughs> right. They were very much uh, an arcade mechanic. Uh-huh. You would go play Virtua Cop or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Sad, but not entirely surprising. But let it be a lesson. Focus on the core gameplay first. And the rest of this will probably be better. Because I, I hear the story is not that good. I, I don't know that much about the story. But people would have forgiven a mediocre story if the gameplay was good. They would have forgiven mediocre game uh, graphics if the gameplay was good. Bad gameplay, impossible to forgive. Yeah, it's <laughs> like as pretty as what was EA's one like big title that got very overlooked. It came out like two years ago, and then nobody ever talks about it. It came out two years ago. No one talks about it. EA's maybe it wasn't. EA, maybe it was Bungie. Ooh, uh, are you thinking of Anthem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Anthem. Yeah, that was Bioware. Mm-hmm. Sorry about Bioware. Which is EA. They are owned by EA. I was right, goddammit. So, mm-hmm. But like that was like a very hyped thing, very heavily marketed, very pretty. And then just like, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. They, you have to have a launch, especially if you're doing live service. Like if people don't play the game day one, they're not going to come back day two. Yeah. <laughs> It's the reason day two launch is not a trending <laughs> phrase in video games. Um, if you couldn't but, make the midnight release, come back tomorrow. <laughs> right. Um, so if game, have having good gameplay is important, important instead of just graphics, how would you feel about a Death Stranding movie? <sighs> <laughs> so I was talking with Tyler in the other Discord about this. Uh, in reference to the game awards, mm-hmm. he loves Kojima because he's such like a, a weird kooky guy, mm-hmm. and I and I get that. I like his designs for things. Like every time you're gonna play a Kojima game, you know it's gonna be like a wild ride as far as the fuck's going on with the plot, why uh-huh. these characters this weird, but it's all very interesting. Like aesthetically, I'm always like very intrigued about the world and the universe and what's going on. Plot wise, mm-hmm. usually couldn't give a shit. But that's fair. I'm always invested to a degree. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have to play through as Sam Porter Bridges and hey. I could just, you know, watch 
the movie. And to be fair, it's a Kojima game. So <laughs> jokes there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't hate the idea of it, but historically, every time that like, let's say older media or like standard media tries to do an adaptation of a video game, I can't think of a recent example. I'm going to say for live action, at least. Is this supposed to be live action or animated? Uh, great question. It, I don't know if we even know. I'll let you know. While you're looking that up. Mm-hmm. Um, when we had League of Legends Arcane, fucking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. But it was animated. They were able to do stuff with it that made sense in-universe, right? They fleshed out characters, yada, yada. Like, we already have these areas. But then when they had, like, the Halo TV show, they had it as live action. They obviously had some CG stuff in there. But they diverted so much from what made Halo Halo. And they tried to make it, I don't know, like, more approachable to people who didn't give a shit. Um, Right. But I think, again, like, they missed the mark overall. And I don't think it did that well. Yeah. Also, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, there's <laughs> right. lots of times it just comes out. It comes out shit. So that's my, always my fear. Yeah, and I think that's a, a realized fear. Live action. It doesn't really matter what the uh, what the source is, be it anime or games or something like that. You hear live action, and the natural response is to recoil, like bring up the drawbridge, deploy the cannon. Um, whatever you can do to protect yourself from the emotional damage that they're trying to do to your childhood. Um, I can't tell, I can't see any reference that this is live action or not. Um, maybe they haven't decided. I don't know. I'm sure we'll find I, out more. Um, I would love I would, if they just brought in the same, um, mocap actors, uh, uh-huh. like from the game. And they're like, all right, we got Norman Reedus back. We got... <laughs> what if it's just the B-roll? <laughs> it's everything they didn't use in the game. <laughs> it's all just cut chapters, yeah. Uh-huh. That'd be really funny. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn because I agree with you on aesthetic. Like, Kojima has absolutely out there crazy good aesthetic. Um, and I, I have no idea what's happening pretty much ever and when i do understand what's happening it upsets me more it upsets me more than when i don't so (laughs) i wish i didn't know (laughs) leave it incomprehensible um but i also like the gameplay right like you played a lot more mgs than i have i mean i've played a lot more revengeance than you have but let's discount that one for here um you know uh mgs5 freaking amazing gameplay whatever you care about the story i don't know Gameplay is great. Um, Death Stranding. There's a lot of things I dislike about that game. You can listen to the episode. I actually like the gameplay. Like, it's weird. Yeah, it's not I'm, bad. I'm like you, shrugging and my hands are in weird, convoluted, uh, convoluted shapes while I'm trying to like justify it. But I like it. It's Death Stranding is one of those lovely polarizing games where it's hard to give it a compliment without kicking in the shins. Uh-huh. It's hard to like kick in the shins without saying, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Like <laughs> it has enough good for it to where like I did enjoy playing through and seeing the progression and mm-hmm. I didn't love necessarily all of the mechanics, but I enjoyed it enough to continue yeah. through a good portion of it. I didn't encounter as many bugs as everybody else fucking did. Holy shit. Yeah. But, like those are definitely docs against it, which are fair. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't like heavily recommend it to somebody on the street because mm-hmm. they but don't have enough money to it? buy a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <They're homeless. laughs> yeah. But then like there are parts of it where like you're just trying to deliver a thing and then all the shit goes wrong. And you're like, this is a huge pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has, it has its ups and downs. It just, it feels very grindy and weird. For something where, like, I do not give a fuck about the plot. Yeah. Thanks for giving yeah. us Wi-Fi, Sam. Here's <laughs> here's your Pizza Hut delivery. Uh, oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. The pizza deliveries were terrible. <laughs> um, I didn't do all of them. I looked up some results, and you should do the same rather than playing those ones in particular. But, yeah. Going back to the, to the movie, uncertainty is basically where I'm at. That's my impression because I like the gameplay. I don't like the story. 
I like the aesthetic. That gives you like one out of, I don't know what else is going to go into a good movie, right? <laughs> like, so we'll see, I guess. And maybe it won't be live action. That'll, I, that'll help. <laughs> I think it's always harder to go from a more animated medium to a less animated medium. Mm-hmm. So like traditionally you have manga that gets converted into anime, right? Mm-hmm. It literally comes to life. You get to do more crazy shit with the animation versus just what somebody would interpret from just looking at a static image, right? Right. But it's harder to go. Like, let's say you had a, how am I blanking on this? How's moving castle? Mm-hmm. Something from like studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. And then how do you take a fantastical world like that? And then be like, and do it with real people and real stuff. Like, yeah. it feels so limiting uh, creatively to go to, hey, we can draw whatever the fuck to, uh, a Tim's going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. We're going right. to put Tim on stilts or something. Like, it just, I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to see, though. Or not. Well, <laughs> it depends. Uh, maybe we'll be too distracted playing Death Stranding 2, working title to uh to see the movie but who knows death stranding 2 even more babies (laughs) yeah (laughs) we still haven't found a way out (laughs) still dead (laughs) the cycle of life and death continues i will Mm -hmm. live and you will die that sounds like a quote it is what's it from Uh, it is from the character nasus from league of legends ah okay Speaking of League of Legends, uh, so China is increasing regulation on deepfakes. Um, this is this is kind of ninety degree. Uh, Tencent owns League of Legends. China owns Tencent for the most part. Um, this was interesting to me because I think, although we're not going to talk about it as much as Kojima, I'm assuming. I assume. Uh, I don't. Have you seen any deepfakes? like I mean, in general over the last couple of years over the last couple of years yeah but it's mm-hmm. obviously only from like the one most popular context mm-hmm. memes oh yes i mean that's true they're they are used a lot for that and, and porn um or, oh. <laughs> it's, it's mainly from porn there's like the occasional Going to the meme first category where, <laughs> <laughs> like we're like there were times where it was like initially coming out more prominent where you'd have obama saying something yeah mm-hmm but like that was it and it was at least at that time very obvious like that is a fake thing yeah it's gotten better though well yeah i'm sure the technology has improved but why are they looking to regulate it specifically like is this in the context of video games or they just don't want it at all it's they're not trying to prevent it at all but what they're trying to do is regulate it to prevent um defamation of people Basically, if you deepfake someone, probably in the CCP, <laughs> you would get in a lot of trouble because you're making it appear they said something or did something that they didn't do. And China's trying to get ahead of it, um, which is, I mean, obviously, to some degree, censorship, to a large degree, censorship. But also, like, if you understand how realistic deepfakes can get, you have to have a response right yeah like it's it's harder to make that jump as a pedestrian who has no real online presence is not a social figure at all Mm -hmm. but let's say i did have a prominent public facing career and again if you put me in a porn i could Mm -hmm. say my dick's definitely not that big that ain't me (laughs) i'm also i'm also white but like (laughs) it still brings up the, the questions of could that actually be me doing that? Could that actually be exactly. me doing something? Yeah. Um, and you can say like, no, but usually with online stuff, it's whoever said it first typically dominates the conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I as soon as you were talking about this, I assume this is coming from the context of President Xi Jinping mm-hmm. being like, uh, no more Winnie the Pooh shit, please. Uh-huh. Tired of that. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, it could that, definitely be bad. Yeah, that's probably the extreme case. But I think we're also, even outside of China, we're going to deal with a case where there's going to be videos showing up of people saying things. And it's going to sound like the person because 
audio AI is going to get be better. That one's behind. Um, Yo, can we talk about video replica? AI? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's going to get better. And that's actually, that does relate to the, the games industry. There's going to be ethical questions about that too. Like using audio trained AI uh, that was developed using samples of a person's voice in a game instead of the actor themselves. Like, I think there was a Witcher mod or something like that that did the same thing for Geralt. They just, like, took all of his voice lines, sent it through a UI, and it's like, here are your new lines for our modded quest line. Um, yeah, and it's, it's spooky how advanced it's gotten. If you, Even if you mm-hmm. look at AI art, it is crazy how it can take or just process that much data and then dynamically generate all this shit. And it looks... Yeah fucking gorgeous mm-hmm. like it is literally mathematically perfect to a degree mm-hmm. how they do that uh, but at the same time like you're taking somebody else's intellectual property and skewing the fuck out of it yeah and usually mm-hmm. for nefarious means um because like there are a bunch of instagrams popping up where it's like hey check out this ai generated art and you can buy it mm-hmm. but it's not like they made the art and then process that it's like we're taking somebody else's art and yeah. doing stuff took your 90 percent base or your composition or whatever and mm-hmm. slap some other some ai manipulation on top of it then you're trying to sell it it's gonna be it's gonna be a big question it's gonna come up over and over again in games and beyond like to what extent a person should own their own likeness or have their own likeness protected uh voice um physical appearance uh and you know works obviously in the case of art um identity is gonna be it's gonna be big in the coming years you thought we were through it we thought we had solved all identity questions forever nope more of them who am i where (laughs) am i Uh uh-huh they're not coming for your guns they're coming for your face which again, going back to the porn thing, like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I wish we had video on because it's just like the the brief facial expressions we make and reactions and stuff is always uh-huh. in my eyes it's wholesome. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, I've got one more brief one, and then there was one you suggested, but uh, first the the brief one, the Witcher Three next gen update came out. That one's free. Apparently now you can pet. Your horse Roach. <gasps> that was like a bonus they just threw in there. Um, and then some people can't really play the game anymore <laughs> because it's too performant for them. <laughs> but I, I, there must be a way to downgrade or something. I hope so. Because um, otherwise that would be bad. Like I finally got enough money to make a computer that can play The Witcher 3. The graphics are now too good for your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Did they fix the, uh, the Triss quest lockout? Oh, almost definitely not. I don't. I don't know. So, okay. This comes up every time we talk about Witcher, and I'm still like, because here's I don't the know thing, if you're right. I've played through the game multiple me. times, mm-hmm. at, at least two or three times, and then consistently, <sighs> I've gotten stuck on that quest, and ha- as have many other people, to the point where mm-hmm. like it it has fucked up your save, and you can't progress forward. So I've never actually beaten the game mm-hmm. because it fucks up at that point. The same way I've never beaten Final Fantasy VII. Because uh, my game would always explode when, like, the second weapon came out. It mm. just crashed. And oh. this is before I knew about debug logs or anything. But, yes, yeah, I'm I don't still know. bitter I have, about it. I want to assume they fixed it. Because um, I don't think they could really leave it in there through all that. But I don't know. I, I couldn't couldn't tell you. This is the one time I'd ask people to look it up themselves and see if that bug is fixed before you go for it. Um, it's a particular quest decision tree, I think, that would leave you in a, a locked state where the quest couldn't complete. I think it's a main quest, too. That's the reason it's such a yeah. big deal. Um, but yeah, it's The Witcher. But is this a free update for anybody who has the game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's for all consoles, but it probably isn't. It's probably PC <laughs> because otherwise they actually would have to spend money in order to even get like the download authorization to get mm-hmm. it on the consoles. Um, and also, you know, you could be screwing with the performance of consoles and CDPR does not need to be reducing 
the performance of their console games. <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, it's been several years, so I'm sure PC appreciates it. A good thing that CDPR is doing some of their own self-PR by giving a free update for a game they made 12 years ago. Um, uh-huh. It, it yeah, doesn't really it roll is... off the tongue. That's got to be the... Uh... Oh, sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it exists. I might go back to Witcher 3 at some point. It is still a very solid game, mm-hmm. and I do recommend it to anybody still to this day. Yeah, for sure. It's a reason it's so highly rated, and uh, so many people love it. It's because, as of right now, it's a pretty good game, regardless of what it was like when it launched. And it was better than Cyberpunk when it launched, performance-wise and bug-wise and all that. Um, next topic's yours. It's drug-related, it looks like, based off the title. So, you know me. I'm always high on life. <laughs> as you can there hear, you go. like, the lowest <laughs> grovel in my voice. Um, <laughs> things are great. Life's great. Uh-huh. But Justin Roiland's game, High on Life, came out recently i think over the even just the past week and that's with squanch studios uh, which Mm -hmm. is his own studio and he's the rick and morty guy for anybody who's not familiar Mm -hmm. but the whole i don't want to say gimmick but a lot of the selling point is you have weapons throughout the game and it's very kind of arcadey and weird but like the guns talk to you they're different characters some of which are kind of from rick and morty others are from like they have Zach Hadel from Smiling mm. Friends as a character on there. And it seems very unique, weird, kooky, fun. I watched an IGN review on it today. And it honestly looks like it would be an entertaining game. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I'm always a little bit skeptical of stuff like that where I'm not sure when the point of like the threshold of it's it's too much zany for me to like do in a single right. session. Like, I like novelty. Uh, I like fun, weird shit. But if it's all that, I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna give you two questions. Play a little mini yeah. game here. Um, what do you think its rating is on Steam and on Metacritic for specifically PC? To make it fair, since those are both PC. I'm going to say 85 and 85. Okay, same consistent. I like it. Um, unfortunately for Steam, they don't give you percentages, but eight, very positive. Oh, no, yeah, 88% on Steam is very positive. Um, so I was about to undercut you there and just say it's very positive. There is no percentage, Dave. Haha. <laughs> no, there actually is. You're right. I'm wrong. Uh, but I, I don't know exactly why this is, but it has a 66 on Metacritic. <laughs> I wasn't even going to play the mini game until I was like, wait, is this a 66? What happened? Um we don't have time to go down that rabbit hole, but if you want to do investigative journalism, try to figure out what happened to the reviews on Steam to make such a massive difference between 88 and 66. Yeah, that is a pretty sizable difference. Like, uh, reviews I, can be low on Steam. They are all the time. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so <laughs> I have like, left a few. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It does look interesting. I, I thought it was kind of funny when I was watching the trailer for this that the voice actors, uh, when they um, were coming through the credits for this trailer, it would show the gun and like freeze frame it or whatever, or zoom in on the gun is what they did uh, next to their name. And I thought that was really funny. I don't, I don't think any other game has done that. I think that's probably a first. Um, that's kind of cute. It's a certain games like this i would categorize under i would watch ian play it Mm -hmm. you know or make ian play it yes yeah (laughs) i won't watch i'll just make him play it Uh uh-huh you do this on your own time son Uh uh-huh there's let's plays and there's you must play (laughs) (laughs) niche category but it's still there let's let is let us then there's you Mm mm-hmm um but yeah, I have uh, a couple other here, a couple throwaways, but this is just so I can uh, say we made it through the entire list. Um, so both Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon um, are being sued for promoting NFTs. I don't expect those will go anywhere, but basically it's sued starting to be though? probably consumers, people who lost money in it. Um, because uh, as it turns out, 
you know, when the whole NFT structure collapses and the economy goes to shambles, which those are probably related, but I don't think NFTs crash the economy. Maybe, right? We don't know. Um, but if you were like trying to encourage people to spend a bunch of money on this and then it turned out to be a massive scam, as a lot of us thought, hey, maybe you're slightly culpable. We'll find out in court. I mean, everybody's going to either <laughs> plead ignorance of, oh, I had no idea, or to, yeah, I'll give you the 10 million, whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Because a lot of the people who are promoting things like this are very wealthy already. And yeah. I feel like they're, I was saying to Jake right before we recorded, I feel like they're just being told by an agent or somebody, hey, this is a new venue to make money. And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah sure, whatever. It's free money. Just skim it. The skim it right off the poor people. <laughs> right off the top. <laughs> Just trawl them. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like when you see people who you like and respect kind of align with NFTs, you're like, yo, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. And it makes you view them in a different light. Like yeah. I know one big one was Surge Tankian. Mm. Everybody was not happy about. Yeah. St. Jude's also had a twitter about an nft and they spent a long time building up a lot of rep the children hospital (laughs) yeah the children hospital and i mean i don't think that their intent there was bad but they you have a responsibility when you're talking about financial things with other people that you're not putting them in a bad space um and yeah i don't know too many people got caught up in the cash grab Um, anyways that's that topic Dwarf Fortress came out on Steam I mean it's been out for for like forever I think it was the first game made don't fact check me on that but definitely before Minecraft um, which canonically I think makes it the first game played Um, but yeah the version on Steam I think it's like 20 bucks 30 bucks it's got like a UI it's got a bunch of music people say it's amazing it's overwhelmingly positive um, and probably still dang near unplayable because I don't know how you it's it's barely a video game um for anybody who doesn't know what ask he is don't <laughs> check it out um uh-huh but it's a it very, does actually it has it better graphics actually than have a tile set okay. it has a tile set on steam it's improved um, um yes but it is they a spent... very very in-depth simulation yeah yeah it's, it's, a, it's a dwarf are... colony simulator yeah. Um, watch a seth video on it and then uh make your decision yes yes the out the outtake from or not the outtake but the moment from seth's video i can think of off the top of my head is how he trained his dwarves in combat by firing coins at them at their necks yeah (laughs) Uh uh-huh and he was just like because coins won't deal any damage but then the game simulated that some of the coins would go in their mouths and so they'd choke to death. <laughs> and so they ended up dying to this coin brush. <laughs> and oh my gosh. Uh, if that sounds insane, look up Dwarf Fortress stories and patch yes. notes. You're going to have a good time. I, I guarantee it. Some stuff like that. I feel like a lot of the fun of the game is like, hey, I wonder how this interacts with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's a bunch of crazy stories. Seth highlights a few from his own experience. There's mm-hmm. also other games like RimWorld that I feel behave in a similar yeah. manner. They're a lot more manageable because like Dwarf Fortress was barely a playable game. The like if you think in US WSD controls and things like that, that was not this game. It's like hit P plus and then this other thing in order to get to this window. The Steam version is supposed to be bridging the gap between all of that and an actual game. And from what I've heard, they've done a good job. But RimWorld's like an actual game. Um, where it can make these stories, but it's not like, so we built an industry of harvesting the mermaid bones that would wash up on shore. And then we built like sluice gates. So the mermaids would come in and we could like ritually kill them and like all this stuff. You're like, what's wrong with Dwarf Fortress? (laughs) Um, But it's probably fun. Maybe. I think that is literally the tagline also. Losing is fun. Um, So... If you want to check it out, it's over there. Check it out. I'm not going to. That's fair. I If I ever check it out, it's because I worked my way through a lot of the list and I'm in an incredibly esoteric mood. <laughs> That's required. <laughs> um, I will never let that happen to you, Jacob. I promise. 
I I have no doubt of it. Um, because whenever you loan a game to me, it goes it has to by nature of the contract goes on the list. So the, on the queue. Yes. Yeah. You're playing these in reverse order now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Actually, I didn't think about that, but it's a stack. Actually, We're popping them off the top. Yeah, because it was it was Yakuza, it was mm-hmm. Mario, and then God of War. God of War. Yeah, Just Dance was on there as well, but I believe that was intended for Jenny, and she has taken it off of the stack, um, and has actually played that some. Did I get you guys Just Dance? No, somebody did. <laughs> I assumed it was you. I know it wasn't us. <laughs> I, Sorry to whoever's listening here that got us Just Dance, and it wasn't Dave. <laughs> I checked with Jenny on that. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> offhand. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we didn't buy it. Um, last topic we have. We're at time, but you know what? We're not quitters. Armored Core. Uh, I want to play it. This is just I, a continuation of our t- <laughs> the game. I want to see episode. more about it. Uh-huh. The trailer at TGA was pretty cool. Apparently, Armored Core is a, a long-lived series, but they haven't had an entry in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's, doing, it's made by FromSoft. So, yeah. again, a bunch of interest peaked as I grew up as a teenage boy before I transitioned into an adult man. An um, adult boy. <laughs> an adult boy. <laughs> In some areas. Um, mm. with, with taxes. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I, it looks fun because I, yeah. everybody as a teenage boy kind of grew up with robots are badass. Mm-hmm. Especially when they had things like Transformers and they'd fight and transform. You're like, oh, holy shit. It was always very exciting. So, a part of that itch wants to be scratched by that game. Oh, yeah. But I want to see Absolutely. more gameplay stuff instead of just an initial trailer. Yep. Initial trailers are like, okay, I'm on board to watch your next trailer. Uh-huh. But I need to see the actual gameplay before I'm like going to make any financial decisions. A teaser, you got to draw the line between a teaser and a gameplay trailer. There is a monumental difference between the two, right? Yes. Um, but just to justify it being on this list for our gaming in December since it was covered in the game awards uh the new information was it's gonna have a single player it's gonna have a versus there you go i realize that's basically no information whatsoever but now it makes sense to have it in the episode it's good it's a good thing it's gonna have a single player yeah <laughs> i feel like that means something <laughs> well i feel like i don't know a bunch of of uh, armored course history but mm-hmm. i assume it was probably on playstation yes. and online wasn't huge back then for a while especially now with playstation they definitely had to jump through some hoops. But I can't imagine them be like, this is a multiplayer only game. <laughs> yeah. Gundam Evolution. Um, yeah, the first game came out in 1997. Single player. <laughs> so it has been a while. Um, yeah, no. Uh, we'll, we'll see where it ends up. It's, it's, I think it's the first one coming to PC ever. I don't believe anything oh, else shit. has ever come to PC. So it was Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 was the previous game. Um, and then Verdict Day, which is a standalone expansion. Same consoles. So pretty big jump. It's been a while since PS3. Also, I like when there's less dependence on consoles because mm-hmm. I missed out on playing so many games because they're like, PS3. I'm like, listen, I yeah, too many generations. I can't. That's how I felt about Kingdom Hearts, because Kingdom Hearts had their whole series, I think, come off on PC. And I was like, hey, and I remembered that it's Kingdom Hearts. And I was like, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lenny. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's the news in December. Uh, any, any, uh, well, no, we'll save words of advice for the whole year until the next episode. Um, but look forward to the next episode where we wrap it all out. Give our impressions for the year. Oh, Jake's going to be rapping? Please tune in. And judge everything. (laughs) Games came out and we played some of them. As always, if you guys have any feedback, you can send that in to substubpodcast at gmail.com or join the discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night.